Saturday. I usually have my local, uh, you know, meet up. Just you know, people they don't no tickets or anything. Just they come over and we hobnob and eat, drink, and be merry. Um, like maybe every quarter or, or something like that. But at the end, um, we had a, a group reading with Michelle, who is our mm-hmm. guest today, uh, who flew all the way from London, Canada. Okay. And also uh, Denise Ramon and Veronica coming all the way from Philly. So it was amazing. There's so much validating information that was given to the people in in, in the room at my home. So you guys, we're going to do this again. You better not miss it or Mama Bear Mm. will thank you because, you know, a lot of people got so much out of it. Yeah, watch out for Mama Bear. And so anyway, the documentary filmmaker is still here with her assistant, and they're leaving Thursday. I'm so sad. Oh, my God. I want to adopt them. I like, can't y'all just immigrate here and live? If we got a, 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 an extra bedroom or two, but uh, they have to go work on the footage. So anywho, without a further ado, I want to introduce Michelle Gray at The Healing H dash art.com see i gotta write this time michelle yes okay. you did i guess michelle gray <laughs> dot com was taken right so yeah it was it's actually very common believe that hey wow <laughs> yes yeah, my god okay so anyway you are going to share your own journey of awakening which i think is mm-hmm. very amazing just like veronica had a, an amazing awakening experience mm-hmm. you especially mm-hmm. did and you know, mm-hmm. the, the healing that you underwent. So, well, mm-hmm. you'll talk more about it, but you you started from being an outcast as a child, and I know the feeling of that because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. odd man out. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and you were diagnosed with an incurable disease as an adult. You mm-hmm. suffered from opiate addiction, illnesses, mm-hmm. which included stage three breast cancer. So facing, you know, mortality must have been difficult, mm-hmm. right? And you had a small, a, a young family. And that, yes. though, as is often the case, was the catalyst mm-hmm. of your transformation of healing, um, you, not only your own heart, but helping others do the same. And, you know, you are courageous because you could have very easily just succumbed and become a victim. But you said, no, 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 I am going to use this shit, the mm-hmm. crap of my life, to mm-hmm. evolve, to transform not mm-hmm. only myself – and my family, but others too. So take it away, Michelle. Thank Educate you. us. It's amazing when I hear it read back to me. I'm like, wow, did that really happen? Like, did mm-hmm. all that really happen? Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes it feels like it was a while ago, sometimes it also feels like it's just yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was very um, empathetic and sensitive when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I was bullied um, mostly by my peers. I had a couple teachers that were, had some real imprints on me that I could oh. tell now looking back, I could really see um, how that affected me. But um, I felt, when I was a kid, I felt energy. Uh, I did yeah. see energy. 
and it terrified me. Like I was, mm. I spent many nights on my parents' bedroom floor because I didn't want to be in my bedroom. And, oh. um, no, I, I guess I knew I had a connection. I, I didn't really understand what it was. I knew that I was connected to something bigger than me. I even remember being maybe about five years old and laying in my parents' backyard and looking up at the sky and thinking that there were bigger beings that were moving us like puzzle pieces or like figures. And yeah. then I remember looking down at the ants and thinking we were doing the same to them. <laughs> like I remember wow. that thought so clearly. And, and um, how old were you? But about five, five or wow. six. Wow, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So it was. It, I I felt something there, but it was something that, um, like in my family as well, we we all kind of had spiritual experiences. My father had seen spirit and heard spirit and had mm. stories over our life, but it never left our family. It just kind of stayed and and it was mostly myself and my other brother that would have more of the experiences together. Is um, he a medium also? He's not, but he's awakening. And okay. he is, um, we've had a lot of uh, changes happen in our family in the last little while. And he's really coming into his abilities now because he understands himself because of me, mm. what I've experienced. Wow. Um, but yeah, so facing my mortality, um, I was terrified of my health. I was a hypochondriac. I had everything. I was scared of everything. I well, was yeah, why so is that? Why, oh, yeah, why were you fear-based? Before you answer that, I want to, before I forget, because, you know, Michelle, you know my brain. I'm forgetful and old. Um, <laughs> you know, how were you bullied? What were you bullied about? Um, well, it was, I, I didn't really understand exactly what. It was because anything that I would do, um, I was a little bit too weird, a little bit eccentric. Um, some of the clothes that I wore, oh, I okay. didn't always wear the, the name brand stuff. Good and, for you. you know, I Good get little spirit. things like that. Well, yeah. my, my, my style was very different. I can remember wearing a pair of red cowboy boots with big mm-hmm. heels in grade three. And I was so darn proud of those cowboy boots and I mm-hmm. got teased all day just things like that but it was also I would I sang I I was very um dramatic and Mm -hmm. when I got bullied I went right into my shell and I was afraid to get to know people because I it was almost like I would be drawn in and then I'd get shut down really hard and made fun of so I'd hide again and I had difficulty making friends I only had you know oh I shouldn't say only I did have one good friend through public school but she experienced a lot of what I did as well yeah so um, miserable of company yeah but you know my my yeah. daughter Michelle experienced the same thing she was such a free mm-hmm. so happy mm-hmm. she would go up to people mm-hmm. and say I love you and I was like yeah. oh, I don't know what yeah. you do and, and and I mean and Arlene my granddaughter she would just mm-hmm. wear the craziest stuff like she'd go to school with yep with bear paws on it or whatever or, mm-hmm. or, or a feather in and on a headband i mean and but yes. she's not being bullied so far but but it's so hard to be your own authentic self in this world yes. especially yes. when you're young and you want to express yes. your soul wants to express yourself yes. and it's really freaking messed up that these people do this to our children when it's mm-hmm. their 
baggage that is messing things up, and I just really hate that. Well, do you think, right. and, and your teachers, how, how were they? I mean, what what did they do? The same kind of well, thing? Well, it was, it was my, see, I learned at a very young age, as empathetic as I was, even though I didn't have the language or the understanding, I learned very well how to read people, how to pick mm. up on subtleties, because uh, I wanted to please everybody to be accepted. Of so, course. I didn't they understand like that's that. what I was doing, but yes, mm. I was trained that way. And so I knew, and my intuition was very sharp as a child. I knew when things were going on and I mm. could pick up on teachers that would kind of like, you know, make comments about me. And I, and I was told that I wasn't smart. I was oh, told God. that I would never, ever go to college or university. To um, your face? Many times. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what uh, had Eric, his math teacher mm-hmm. miss lane at spring Rest middle school if you hear this you mm-hmm. asshole mm-hmm. you told my son mm-hmm. that he wasn't smart that he, actually no that he, eric you are stupid he said to her so uh god that's, but that's, yeah you know, thank god though that you had parents that were spiritual and hopefully yeah. hopefully supportive were they yeah very very my parents that was my safe place I mean, I yeah. had, I have, three, I have three brothers, and I was teased, and I was toughened, and I went through a lot of those experiences at home, and I, I was the emotional one in the family. I always yeah. was the, a little felt misunderstood in some ways, but I also have a middle brother that was kind of similar to me. We had some yeah. similarities there, so as we got older, we bound together a bit, but the two of us are so different than our other brothers, because the other ones are you know, very linear focused and yeah. very business focused. And mm. uh, my father was a businessman and I was a used car. I sold used cars for most of mm. my adult life. <laughs> so I, I really got to know and understand how to read people. But um, it was really the, the fear of being sick or the fear of something happening was like my fear of death. I didn't mm. want to know. I was terrified that someone in my family was going to die. And I was terrified that I was going to die. Mostly it was my parents. Like I can remember making deals with God on the way home saying, if you could just make my parents last until I was an adult. Well, yes, and it's, I had, it's very mm-hmm. common for that fear of your parents' mortality to start around eight years old. I don't know. When did it happen yeah. with you? Yeah. About, about that, that time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little mm-hmm. earlier. So wait, maybe a little bit start, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're an empath. So I can understand. So, mm-hmm. Do you think, and you can answer this later, whatever, but do you think the teachers and the bullies, et cetera, was that some sort of spiritual contract to put you on the path you're on now? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, and what I understand now, and a lot of, um, with the help, Eric, Eric has given me a lot of guidance through um, what I've experienced through my life and why it's so important and what it's provided for me now and continues to provide. But absolutely, um, all of those, I, I was trying so hard to please and not being myself. Yeah. And it was a, a path for me to love myself and heal my own heart. And that's why I call what I do the healing heart because I'm yeah. an artist and it really, this has been a journey for my own heart, and mm. the journey continues. But now I have the ability to use that power and that that experience with spirit to help heal others. So, it's, so your I mean, your I'm story is, for it now. 
yeah, your story is so freaking important because it, it mirrors so many people's story. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe to a lesser degree or whatever, but we all are just like suffering from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the external telling us we're not enough. Okay, yeah. and we need you to be like this. So it, it impedes us for being who we really are. I mean, you fucking mm-hmm. let people be who they are. That is so yes. important. And Very also, important. yes, and also the fact that um, you not being allowed to be your authentic uh, self, I guess, I mm-hmm. guess, I could be wrong, led to the, uh, your, you know, your cancer diagnosis, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yes. if you're not, yes. if, if you don't have the roommates that Eric talks about aligned, mm-hmm. mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, you gonna there's diseases mm-hmm. that can happen. So can you speak to that? Oh yes, I can. That I is know. absolutely right. And um, all of the stuffing down who I really was, knowing that I was something different, knowing that I was more than what I was being. Um, I, lo- I lacked in self-confidence. I didn't trust myself. I did what other people told me to do because I didn't want to face uh, the consequences of them not accepting me. So yeah. I did a lot of bending myself and not listening to what I needed or not mm. paying attention. So I was, all, I was out of whack in many ways, which is what exactly led me to disease. Because I had all of these emotions that had no uh, way of coming out. I wasn't addressing them because I didn't understand. I didn't even know that that was what was happening. I just thought I was, really, I thought that there was something very mentally wrong with me for most of my life. Oh, my god! Of why I was so emotional and why I was so, because honestly, past a little bit of my intuitiveness, which I knew was there, I didn't really know it was real. I didn't really believe it. And it wasn't until my grandmother passed that I was able to start to feel there was something. And this was in my late teens because I started to dream about her and I was dreaming about things that I couldn't have known. And I would go to my mother and tell her, this is what I saw. And she's like, how could you know that? How could you? So there was those things there, but I wasn't, I wasn't getting the hint. I wasn't uh, following my path, but yet my path was to go through these experiences with my health so that I could work through the adversity. And I mean, I, I really hit many different areas with, um, you know, being hit with a hereditary disease and told that I wasn't going to talk or walk at oh. some point in my life. Oh, yeah. Spinal cerebellar ataxia. Yeah. 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 And um, having uh, grown up with my my family and my father being disabled and selling used cars, he had difficulty speaking, especially when he got mm. tired toward the end of the day. So people oh, would think yeah. he was drunk, that he was drinking, oh, selling used cars. And so there was a lot of assumptions from the outside world that I was mm. very protective of my family, very protective of myself. Um, and that led to a lot of inner pain and that inner pain eventually turned into the pain in my body and that's what got me into being prescribed first Percocet and then Oxycontin. I was on 10, 20 milligram pills and 10 80s a day. That's terrible. How could a doctor do that? Really? Well, yeah. 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 
And so it was, um, that was, but that was, you know, they were part of, they were, I'm sorry, they were probably part of your spiritual contract as well. So, yes, well, and that doctor is passed now, and I've been able to have (laughs) some communication. So, yes, (laughs) you gotta come to Jesus meeting, dude. Yeah, Yeah, really. So, and then breast cancer is directly connected to my emotions and to my loving myself, accepting and yes. really loving myself, which is something yes. I pushed away my entire life. So yeah. coming to that, I really had to face my mortality. I had to face absolutely everything that I held dear on the outside of me. Yeah. I had to look at it and be okay with letting that go and being confined to a bed for a very long time sick um, really gave me the opportunity to explore myself, to understand why am I here? What, you know, what, what is this all about? And I've said this before, my little girl, my middle daughter who was seven at the time, she came up to me shortly after my diagnosis and it really devastated her. And she said, mom, are you going to die? Like, are, are you going to die? And the look on her face, and I said, absolutely not. No way. I said, this is just something we're going to go through, and we're going to be better for it, and that's that. And as I yep. said that, I was like, really? Of course. And at that moment, I didn't look at the Internet again. I stopped looking up my Good diagnosis. Way. I stopped thinking about oh. what if, and I started thinking about, I'm going to put every positive piece of everything into every step I take through this entire process because what do I have left negativity like that doesn't work for me and this is something that just kind of occurred and I thought I'm just going to do this this is my attack I'm going to be positive so I had to work through and I mean positivity doesn't just come easy through shit as everybody knows (laughs) you have to work through it you have to keep going back to feeling better you have to keep having faith and trust and when I had gone through the treatment I had my tumor shrunk down to from seven by seven to two centimeters and then I had surgery and had radiation and after yes after that I um I was different I felt like a different person I really did and I was um I knew life had changed and that whole time I had gone through treatment because I had the will to want to live and because I had promised myself that I was going to stay positive for my kids, it ended up being the best thing in the world for me. And that's where my journey really began. And that's where Eric started to pop in the picture. Good. I do want to talk about that, but I want to tell everybody out there that, you know, if you are suffering from some sort of disease or condition, I really think it's important for you to look at why and what value is there? What is your soul, your higher self trying to tell you? It's always, there's always something that they're trying to nudge you more toward your path. So I do want to talk about how you got involved with Eric. And also I want to talk about your children and your husband and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so um, after, so this would be, let's see, I think this was uh, 2014. Uh, Christmas, um, I had received, no, 2015, sorry, Christmas, I had received Eric's book for Christmas. Well, and from him? I was, uh, from my husband. He ordered it for me for Christmas. Why? 
because I, well, I had seen a blog, uh, uh, to back up for a second, I had a couple family members pass away very suddenly and uh, very tragically. And it brought up a lot of questions again, as I'm already in this new state of being. And I started to punch in life after death. And what Mm -hmm. came up was Heather Quinto's blog. And she read this part of the blog and it said, my spirit guide, Eric. I was like, what the heck is that? What's the spirit yeah. guide? Like, hey, I didn't shout know out what a spirit guide was. I love you, Heather. Yes. Yes, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. So um, then I went in the computer and I put in Eric, spirit guide Eric. And mm. up came this world. And I was like, what is this? So then I started watching some YouTube and everything started to fit. And mm. I felt wow. like I was found home. I, I can't explain it any other way. And that's when I said to my husband, you know, if you want to get me something for Christmas this year, and this was November. So I said, if you want to get yeah. me something for Christmas this year, I would really love this book. And I sent him the link. And so I got that book for Christmas. Well, Christmas it's Day, amazing. I remember it's, sitting on it, my... It's an, it, yeah. it's an amazing book. I mean, I'm not, like I say, I'm it not is. bragging. I didn't, <laughs> I, I just transcribed it. It is an amazing. It is, it, I couldn't put it down. I opened it Christmas morning. Book. Yeah. Yes. yes. And and it's I'm not Facebook. a book reader. Oh, I, uh, I've never been. Crazy. I've never been a book reader. Yeah. And that one, I couldn't get enough. I was falling asleep with it on my face. I was anyway. <laughs> Christmas yeah. Day. I was sitting there when they and, got to the end of it. They were so upset that it was gone. It was, oh. Yeah. I, yes, so, yes. Yes. I was um, sitting there with the book and my phone was over to the side of me. And all of a sudden I kind of look at my phone as I'm reading and there's a cursor moving on my phone, not the blinking, like a cursor. I'm like, I've never even seen a cursor on my phone before. And it was moving around the the phone. And I, I, I'm like, that's Eric. That's gotta be Eric. It has to be. And so I said, all right, Eric, I'm like, I'm going to make a bet with you. If this is real, and I am who I think I am, and I'm meant to do what I feel is going on here, then wow. bring me a choir of angels. I'm like, it's Christmas, bring me a choir of angels. And that night, okay, this is, and this is the craziest story, but it's, so, it's 100% true. I, my parents live in the house next door, and yeah. on Christmas Day Eve, I was bringing, like, boxes of stuff over from the kids and that. I'm by myself. I'm outside on our front lawn just going across the driveway. And all these cars start – we live on a court, and all these cars started whipping around the court. And I kind of mm. noticed it. And they stop in front of our house, and they all get out, and they've all got these books. And somebody's got a guitar, and they start singing what? Hark the Herald Angels Sing to me. Oh, my yes. God. And it was actually our neighbors, they were part of a church, and because they knew I had been sick with cancer, they had me on their caroling yeah. list. But, but still, when they stood right there after- in their, yes, yes, and I knew that that was, that was it. And, I mean, there were more experiences that happened as time progressed to show me that Eric was there, and then it just started to get more and more intimate. The more I would believe and put my faith into what I knew was happening, the stronger Eric became. And well, that yeah. he just, he never left. <laughs> yeah, he can stick around like a little pester. But, uh, 
you know, it, it's amazing what he has done. For example, mm-hmm. um, one of the, the blog members, M and M, Martha McGatlin, been a long time blog member. She went to one of the events uh, here recently. And uh, she decided on the way to the airport to take pictures of Eric's, you know, grave marker. Mm-hmm. So she went to the airport, looked at her files, and noticed that Eric had put that those pictures in her favorites folder, which is, you know, okay, well, she never puts anything in her favorites. So Martha says, oh, come on, all right, oh, that's kind of soft. <laughs> so I want you to do something real. I want you to move me to, to – um, first class. So she's in line boarding group two. She's looking at her uh, mobile, you know, boarding pass app and mm-hmm. it changes from, uh, you know, group two, seat 11D to group one, seat 1A, first class. So you guys you do that. Awesome. That sounds fun, man. I'm going to do that on my next trip to Norway. But he won't That's do what his mom wants to do. All right, so he has become a part of your family. What do they think about him? Just real briefly. And also, I mean, what do you think about him? What What do you think about his personality? I mean, what – give me the, the lowdown on Eric from your perspective and your family's. So at first, Eric was just uh, to me. I kept him to myself for a little bit. And that was part of – I did that on purpose because I didn't want anyone else to taint it. I was afraid that if anybody else didn't believe it, that it would spoil things. (laughs) So I kept it to myself for the first couple months. Um, But slowly it became more and more difficult to hold it back because the experiences and the things that were happening were so just amazing. And so I started to tell my husband more and more. And he, he just slowly opened up to Eric and understanding who Eric is. Um, And what's really funny is my daughter, um, my, my 16 year old daughter, she uh, saw her grandmother right after she passed. And right Mm -hmm. around that time she started to see Eric. So a lot of my growth with my own abilities has been with my children because they've heard Eric and seen him before I did. So it really helped me bridge what was happening with me. And then what I was seeing, and then my daughter would say to me what she was seeing, and it would be exactly the same. So it was wow. this way of going, oh, my God, okay. And it was making it more and more real for me. And then it just, you know, it would keep changing. My son, um, who has what's autism, he right? has – what's that? Is that the one that's seven-year-old? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He, has, he has autism, and, and we know he sees Eric. Um, he can point out his pictures. He knew that when I was flying this weekend, I said, I'm going to Eric's mommy's house. And he he um, sometimes says that Eric's a cat. And mm-hmm. my daughter will say that Eric, um, she sees him. He's shown himself as a little black cat with a red T-shirt on and a hat. Oh. And he shows himself that way to my son all the time. Mm-hmm. Because this is my sweet. son loves cats. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, and, yeah. and Ringo, our cat that recently passed, uh, yes. was a black cat. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. That's yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and now, um, so this has been, you know, four years. And Eric is a regular member of our family. 
my parents know who Eric is. Um, my brother knows who Eric is. Eric gives advice as we go through our days when we do, like, this is not just something I do at certain times of the day. This is my life. This is part of how things are. And um, he's made a monumental difference. And you have made a monumental difference in many people's lives that I can see with my eyes. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Gosh. Wow. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. So you have the 16-year-old. You have the, um, the – somebody told me to be quiet because um, <laughs> the documentary filmmaker is about to oh. um, interview my eldest daughter. Okay, so I have to not yell like I usually do. So um, <laughs> you have the 16-year-old. You have a 7-year-old. That's. Uh, do you have any other kids? Yes, and I have a 14-year-old daughter. And then okay. I have a, a 27-year-old stepdaughter and a 5-year-old granddaughter. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's family. And, you know, hopefully he's helping uh, you develop your awesome, yeah. already awesome skills, but also yeah. taking care of your family, but also mm-hmm. that you are giving back by being his voice. I mean, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that because not everybody – that you know I mean it's it's a beautiful it's it's so amazing because it's it's I feel so heart connected to Eric and I know so many of us do but it it, the the job part of it is not a job it's it's play this is my (laughs) life it's play it's fun and I'm so so grateful for it so describe his personality as you see it hmm or anything about him. Sarcastic. Sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he can be a little. He can be a little sarcastic, but there's always teaching behind it. Always. Yeah. There's always some reason why he says what he does. Um, yeah. Very loving. He's very loving. Yeah. He's always mm-hmm. there. Um, he's a best friend. He really oh. is a best friend. He has been there for me every time I've needed him, whether, I mean, just recently, my husband was just diagnosed with kidney cancer. Yeah. And he, Eric was right there the whole way, giving me reassurance, showing uh, me things, helping me understand and really helping both of us walk through it to the point that we know that he's going to be okay. And we know that yeah. it's something that he needs to deal with as part of his process. Yeah. And, uh, our souls have had an opportunity to see this illness from two different angles. And my husband's an empath as well. So oh. it's, uh, we have a lot of similarities in, in yeah. our feelings. Yeah. So Eric it, is, um, he's, he's a best friend. He really is. That's awesome. And a little brother probably too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Has he pranked any of you guys, your, your kids or anybody? Oh, beside what you already oh, said. Yeah. He's um he what? I had a a lid manifested in my laundry room one day and it was whipped at me. Like oh, what? It looked like a it was like a perfume bottle lid that I had never Ow. seen before in my yeah. life. And I was in the, in the house completely alone and it literally appeared in the air right in front of me and hit me right on the side of my arm. Gosh. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, that was a crazy experience. Um, he has uh, 
well, the fart smells. Oh, um, God. I'm sorry. There's been for lots that. of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been lots of those. Um, I mean, he does all kinds of different little tricks with lights, with um, numbers. He's done it to my Oh, here's one. Before I left for Houston, my mother and I went grocery shopping, and mm-hmm. she threw the keys in her van, and we watched it hit her purse and go in. We turned around what? and grabbed some bags to put in the van. We look in her purse. The keys aren't there. Wow. The keys are not there. We looked everywhere, and I'm like, Mom, I saw it go in the purse. She goes, I did too. And we kept looking and looking, and then all of a sudden, we had to go get another spare set of keys. We're driving. She opens up her purse, <gasps> and I mean – we checked that purse, and they were sitting right there. I know. And I, Same thing happened to me in my says, purse. Yeah. Really? Yep. It, yeah. <laughs> it can be a little pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah, he can okay. be. Anything you, uh, else you want to say besides, uh, I mean, of course, I want to remind people, get your pen and paper, okay? <laughs> I want you to write Michelle's information down. So while y'all are getting that, I'm going to say that I'm going to ask Michelle, Eric, are you guys ready to take calls from listeners? Absolutely, we are. Eric's hands are rubbing together, and he says, she, Hi, he Mama, I love you. Oh, I'm ready love you. to go. I love you. Power of infinity. All right, so um, Michelle Gray's uh, you know, information is the healing H dash art. Dot com. So be sure to check her out because I'm telling you, the people at the group reading was like, oh, my God, you've got to be freaking <laughs> kidding me. That's so specific. So uh, do that. And um, so we'll go ahead and start taking callers. All so right. Let me see who we have. We have somebody um, from the 315 area code. Hi there. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hi. Who who are we speaking to, and where are you calling from? I bought you a candy bar. Okay. Um, I'm Reason Chelsea, and I'm from New York. New York. Oh, Reason, how you doing? So, what question would you like to ask Eric? Um. Well, the reason what you can do is ask him, what do you have to tell me that I really need to hear? You want to do that? Or you can ask what your spiritual mission is, what your purpose here is, whatever you want. But, uh, yeah, you're you're the man. Go for it. What do you want? Can I answer past life? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, cool. Something for past life. Okay, let's see here. Um, like I said in my text, I believe I was Betty Paris in my past life. Hmm. Yes. Sorry, what was that last bit? I just missed that. I was Betty Paris in my past life. Betty, can you, uh, it's really, there's a lot of background noise. Hard to hear. Yeah. Are there people talking in the background? Yes. Okay, can you uh, maybe tell them to be really quiet? Okay. If you don't mind. Which is pretty much impossible in my house, okay? 
There we go. So say it again, Reason. I was Betty Paris in my past life. I still hear people. What is going on? You got a really lively place there. But okay, uh, you were uh, Betty. Spell the last name. Paris. Oh, Betty Paris. Paris. Okay. So you Which want is, to know if you were Betty Paris? Yes. Paris, which part of the Salem witch uh, uh, trials, right? Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about that character. I can't remember. Can you remind the audience who she was? She was one of the people that accused witches. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. See, this is really interesting. She, def- she accused my my cousin, um, accused Sarah Good. See, this is mm-hmm. really interesting because most people who talk about past lives, um, they're like, oh, yes, I was General Washington or whatever. And <laughs> certainly men don't ever say, yeah, I was a girl. Like my, my mm-hmm. little boy, Lucas, when he was two and had you know a fever, he talked about how he was a little girl in Jamaica. It's like, guys, don't do that. Okay, so Eric, no. tell me about this. Tell me about this. Yeah. What's going on? Eric, Eric says, hey, man, how's it going? He's, like, giving you a high five. And he's also, he's saying, yeah, you know, you know. He's saying that you, um, yes, absolutely, emphatically, yes. He also says that you, um, I don't know if you have been reading, or he says that you feel it physically. When mm. you read some of the literature or whatever it is that you're looking at in the story, he says that you're getting a physical sensation or you just sense it in your body. Um, hmm. He's also saying that there are things that are happening in your life or relationships that are playing out some of the energies from that lifetime in this current life. And he's saying that there are some relationships that are a bit challenging. And when you said um, accuser, so there's somebody that has accused you or somebody who's in a relationship. I accuse someone. Oh, you no, accused but, but somebody. In today's life? Yeah, but in this life. No, Betty no. accused people. Right. What? No, but he's just saying, right, in that in that lifetime, but I'm saying in this lifetime, there's that similar energy from that life as Betty that's playing out in this lifetime for you. That's what he's saying. So somebody, and maybe it's not now, maybe it will come to pass, but somebody in your life is turning the tables on you and accusing you of something. So it, it doesn't it, have it, to be something major. It doesn't no, like Eric's just throwing no. like yeah. his hands like it, it can. It's the energy that plays itself out. That in this lifetime, um, he says it's like tying up loose ends. That there's yeah. some sort of karmic energy that goes along with it. So you may find and okay. He also says it can be broken down into several people and it's a feeling it's a feeling that you may have in a relationship or in situations that are occurring but he says yes you are you're right so what can you take away from this from you know having been Betty Parrish and you know and, and being the accuser and now in maybe a small way and maybe in the future being accused himself by somebody so what can he take? What's the lesson to be learned? He says it's um, about oh, he says it's about awareness. 
um, having the awareness. And he's also saying um, about being able to see another side to a situation. So he's talking about taking the opportunity to see things um, because he says there's something about perception here. So being open-minded and looking at all, pers- uh, you know, all sides. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you for calling in, and I hope you call in next week too, because I want to. I I I really want you to share what you feel after you digested this. I think it's really important for all of us to know. Okay, is mm-hmm. that okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, babe. All right, thank you for calling in, babe. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Interesting, because uh, you know, I think he saw the Kim Good, uh, the Kim uh, Voigt, um, you know, mm-hmm. Sarah Good thing. That was thing. awesome. That was, that awesome. was really okay. cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking somebody from the two hundred three area code. Hi there, how you doing? Hi, um, I called and spoke to you probably, I don't know how many years ago, I've lost count, so I'm thrilled to be back. Well, thank you. What's your first name and where are you calling from? Pat from Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah. Pat. Yeah, hi. Does Eric talk about other people or does he protect their privacy? In, in other words, my son, my relationship with my son. Well, he can. Um, yeah, he says that we're talking about your relationship. So he, he nothing. He, he's just saying that, okay, he says, hi, Pat. Hi, <laughs> and he's also hi. saying that nothing would be divulged um, in this format that would be inappropriate. Okay. He, he won't let anything out that is inappropriate. Yeah. Of course okay. not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So are are you, um, I'm just getting the sense that there's some difficulty or there's something that's going on with the son. Did you want to ask something specific to Eric to look into? Yeah, um, just the future. We had a, he was, I loved every minute raising him. We were very, very, very close, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think I was thinking I was buffering his anger and, and I think he's been angry for many, many more years than I realized. And last year at Thanksgiving, I said no more. And he's got a child now and he's married and mm. once I did that it, it felt like I actually left uh, an abusive marriage. So I've done a lot of soul searching and praying and searching and searching and searching and we're healing. Um, it took him about two months to come around and, um, you know, my feeling is I shouldn't really say anything about his anger. I'm concerned about him and his anger, his marriage, blah, blah, blah. But I just, um, you know, I'm sort of, I'm pretending all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think pretending he needs what? that right now. I'm pretending to be positive and not oh. kind, oh. kind of horrified at how his wife controls him, things like things that are, and his anger that he needs to look at someday. He had a horrible accident and I don't think he ever faced that. Um, So it's just a mother's worry and he's 40 40 with the child and yeah, I almost lost him and then he actually, (laughs) after I almost lost him, he then, I think he died twice after the surgery, oh so God. anyway, so Eric, what um, did you tell her to make her feel better? 
Well, the first thing that Eric brought up, Pat, was he he brought up um, guilt in there and um, that there's somehow you feel some sense of responsibility. Oh, to, it's a mother thing. It's a mother thing. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. And, and so he just wants to say to you that um, what is happening is not your fault. It's not your responsibility. Um, but he's also just saying that it's okay to take a step back it's not something that you need to address directly. He said that um, directly addressing this is going to trigger his anger. Because right. He's got a sense of defensiveness with him right now. And is it his, is he not functioning the same as he did before? Because there's like a buildup in him of not being the same. I don't know if it's not thinking the same. Um, Eric's just saying it's a difference from before his accident. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got got some physical stuff, and, and yeah, he said he went from a 16-year-old to a 45-year-old overnight, so his Mm -hmm. life changed drastically. Yes, yeah. Well, do you think, okay, because he's, I'm going to ask Eric, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask Eric, is that because Mm -hmm. of the accident, the the physical component of the accident, or is it It, because of the PTS involving the accident, or both? It's it's both, and he also says there's a little something from before. Um, was there a relationship, something with the father? Was there anything there? Does he have a relationship with his dad? He, I I stayed around after I divorced so he could have a father, but he was a bully, and yeah. uh, I think he got a lot of damage from that. And yeah, oh. you know, yeah. I just I didn't I protected as much as I could but then I couldn't, you know, um until okay. I promised I promised myself I would move him away by age 12 so mm-hmm. he could see life was different. We moved yeah. it when he was 14 and then he got in a bad accident. He was doing mm-hmm. drugs and broke his back mm-hmm. and so on and so oh, on. So gosh. Yeah. But well, he's okay. doing you know, he's so doing I worry. Yeah. This job um, to worry all the time. So Pat, Pat, Eric's just saying. So when he was trying to identify the guilt, he's just saying that you you may not have this in your front conscious mind, but there's a subconscious, there's a, a vibration of energy within you that is saying, "I feel responsible for not protecting him," or for you feel that there could have been decisions made that would have made things better for him. Because there is some sort of energy there that does come from the father, does come from that, um, that is taught to him. It is not him. It is taught to him. And when Uh. the accident compounded on that, um, that brings out everything as he blames himself. Mm -hmm. He's frustrated. And there's a lot of blame being projected. So, Eric, so the very first thing that you can do is give yourself some compassion and take care of how you feel and understand what is your responsibility yeah. and what is not. Yeah, because, because you, know, you, you don't want to mm-hmm. interfere with his spiritual contract. This may right. be something he signed up to before this incarnation. Oh, right. So yeah. like, deal with it. And, 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 and you don't want to rob him of those lessons. So I'm going to ask a very Eric direct said, question. Okay. What? Yeah. That's, and Eric, of course, you can say anything you want. What can she do, or he, from a practical basis? What needs to be immediately done? What does what does Pat need to do for herself? Pat or or her son? Okay, okay, or both. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. 
All right. He's telling me both. He's telling me both. Um, okay. So Pat, so the first thing he says is make sure that you are looking at when, when he is going through something or he is upset, he said, take the responsibility off yourself. And he says, practice being able to take a step back because if you just like he said, just like mom said, if you interject and go forward, it's going to blow things up and to work on how you feel and to work on, he says, really think about why you feel the way you do because it's more than he goes, yes, there is natural care and worry that every mother has. And that's definitely there. But also look at, he says, there's some things that you've kept and held in that you feel responsible for. And he says that that needs to be released and understood that you need to focus on you because he needs to focus on himself and he's not going to do it by anybody else telling him. Yes, there's things of this that he's going to have to work through himself. He is saying no to help you out a bit. He says, and he's looking directly at you and holding your cheeks and saying, Mom, I know, I know how much this worries you. And he's just pointing to his mom and saying, Mama's never stopped worrying about their kids. No, no. And, And that's just, that's understandable. But he says he will get better. This will improve, but he does have a process to go through. And he yeah. says, so do you. And by you yes. uh, addressing yourself and taking care of yourself, what you can do is continue to send him love. Send him energy when worry comes in your out, mind. Make in your mind. Love instead. In your mind. Yeah. So it's in your mind. Visualize life light around him. Yes. I do do that. If, if I is could give a life. I'm sorry, is there past yes. life is, is yes. thing? Uh, I is. feel like there's a past life connection yeah. between you guys yes. that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Like, husband, like, husband and wife. Yeah. Like you have had a have had a relationship. There's been yeah. different types of of yeah. relationships and um they have ended in um either not been okay, he's showing me two lives, like one that ended with you passing before things were settled. And then he's showing me another life that had, um, was a brain injury. Um, um, and this was him. Uh, he had a brain injury. You know, that, that's why he had the accident. This life, maybe. Yes. It was, um, so this is another, uh, perspective to play out this Mm. type of energy karma within the two of you. Was he castrated in one life? Huh? Was he was he castrated in yes. one life? Oh, yes. Good question. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know about yes. I know about some of his past lives. I have one more question that was like uh, unconscious until I started speaking with you. And then, mm-hmm. if you have time, I'd like to add some information that you, mom, might oh, find interesting. I, I need to be able to have some time for one more caller before. Okay. Uh, but I think okay. it would be really good for you to connect with Michelle. And talk more, but also maybe I mean I'll ask Eric this: Do you think that they would both benefit by past life regression? I mean, it looks like Pat, you already know a lot about the past life stuff, but maybe he doesn't. So, what do you think, Eric? He's, he's not. He's not open. No. he won't be open yeah. to anything. Oh. That's what Eric just said that not right now. Um, there may okay. be a time down the road, but right so. now he's not. Yeah, he he said that this is why 
Pat, it's so important for you to really concentrate on what you have control over, which is you and your energy and healing how you feel inside. Because by you doing that, you're automatically sending that vibration outwards to him. Right. I understand. What's good for him. Yeah. I just need to know, he he developed... He developed disres- he developed disrespect for me, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason he needed to do that. I need to know is that clearing up or is that still there? You have to respect yourself wholly for him to be able to for you to be able to receive that respect yeah for so real Pat, um, you, you yeah. need to contact michelle and 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 have a session with her okay. I think that right. this is Thank this you. is so much that could be done you know, with her, that would help both of you guys. I, I feel that. I'm channeling that. And Eric, Great, am I right? Thank you. Eric am I right, that, Eric? Eric said a, yeah, Eric said a session would be very helpful for her, yes. Okay. <sighs> Eric, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. You're Judy. very welcome. Thanks, Pat. Eric says bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, we got somebody from the 401, Eric. Hi there. Hello. Any, anybody home? Hi. 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 Welcome to the show. What you got for our boy? And first of all, well, what is your first name and where are you calling from? I am calling from Rhode Island. My name is Carrie. Oh, hi, Carrie. Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, I'm just a first-time listener. Uh, I was drawn over to the show tonight. I don't believe there's coincidences in life. So <laughs> I listened to blog right. You're so right. Off, I've never learned that, but it took me a long time. <laughs> First time catching the show, and, and it's been great so far. I mean, um, just I've gone through some transitions recently, and I definitely feel, I know, the time of year, being that it's almost Halloween, the veil's lifted a little bit, or it's the thinnest, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, really? So, you know, I've heard that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. What you might have, I've gone through, actually, you just mentioned something regarding um, a brain injury, and actually, I had one when I was younger. So, again, no coincidences. Mm. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, lately it's just been a little rough. So there's been some challenges, mm-hmm. and I know that, you know, the whole objective is to learn and, and sort of power through them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. going on in a relationship, and it's relative to loved ones who've crossed because there's some property yeah. ownership involved. Oh. So what's your question for okay. the boy, from my boy? So my question is, any messages that, you know, spirit may want me to have in order to, you know, overcome the challenges or, you know, transitions over the next couple of weeks? Because it seems as though every chance I have to make a choice, I almost get, you know, deviated off the path. So I'm open oh, no. to, yeah, it's one of those. Oh, Eric, help her out, man. Dude, help her out. Tell her something. Okay, Eric. Eric's just saying, um, you have ability. It's the first thing that he kept circling was he kept showing light around you, light around you, light around you, which is Mm -hmm. you, do you know this about yourself? Do you feel psychic ability? Do Do you? And sometimes it affects me because I'm dealing with breakup and just some stuff that's going on. And I know that there's some perception and it's not personal. It's also substantial and, you know, it's just sort of upsetting and I stand my ground so that makes sense yeah yeah because yeah, he's saying he's like first of all he's like carrie girl hi first of all he's like right up in front of you going hi oh. and then he says, um he says listen 
the things that have happened to you in your life and what you're experiencing right now are not happening by accident. Just like you said, Mm -hmm. there's no coincidences. Um, There's a lot of um, setting up that is happening in your life right now to push you into this next part. Mm. Uh, He is telling you to listen to your gut. It is very fine tuned. You just might not be fully aware of how fine tuned it is. Because he says it's almost not pleasant to learn and understand things that other people are doing. And you don't want to believe that. And he says, Mm -hmm. and and that's hard. He gets it. But he says, you need to pay attention to it and make your choices Mm -hmm. based on what you feel there because it's true. Right. Okay. So I'm going to have to close up one more minute for me. I want to run to the other show because they'll send hitmen after me. I don't know. Scott, awful thing will happen. Um, so one more message for our girl here, and, and maybe you can call back in uh, next week, babe, because I, I really mm. want. I, I I think we're shortchanging you. So Eric, tell her one more thing before we can close, please. <laughs> um, uh, there's a female that's around you, um, a grandmother. The grandmother mm-hmm. energy. So if you've been connecting or hearing, but Eric's just saying you've got family with you, some loved ones, and he's highlighting oh. his grandmother and just saying yeah. you're not by yourself, Carrie. So know that you can call upon, he says, me. You've met me. You know who I am now. You can call upon me and you can call upon your loved ones that are around you because they're there helping you through these next steps, this next phase. And he said, you Thank just you. wait to see what's ahead of you, girl. You just wait. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, welcome. my God. I think Eric has a crush on you. I'm getting that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like he it. has it's funny because he's going to Winky Winky. Winky Winky. I'm sorry. I noticed his name is spelled E-R-I-K, and I'm K-E-R-I, so that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I'm feeling a little... Crush action going on with that boy. All right, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah. I really appreciate you, thank you uh, so much. calling in and um, Carrie and Michelle. Oh my god, you're so awesome! Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Sorry, you I love need you to connect so with her before she's you know booked up for 10 years to <laughs> the healing h art.com. So Love you guys, mm-hmm. and I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Eric, love you, Pink. Good night, everybody. I love you. Eric, I love, love you, you so much. My I love you too, Mama. Because I'm in your lap hugging you. Oh, good. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.